We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Hey, it's Flo, and here's my impression of a reality TV star explaining progressive discounts. So I was talking to Greg, and he said that Daly knew what Erica said about her when we were all on Marcus's boat. And I was like, you what? Wait for a seer drama because progressive totes his discounts like safe driver, multi-policy, and paid in full. So it's not like he said, she said, shut up, whatever. So basic, you know? Discounts to help you save more. Now that's progressive. But then he was all, no way, Jose, because his name's Jose. Legit. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company. Discounts not available in all states or situations. What were we just talking about? Uh, uh something. Damn. <laughs> was it nothing? <laughs> Damn, what was I just about to say? I just saw him. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast, brought to you by rotowire.com your premier source for fantasy sports. For news, rankings, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, head over to rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are your hosts, Mike Gottlieb and Andrew Laird. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. I am your usual host, Mike Gottlieb, and as with me, as always, is Andrew Laird, previewing Game Week 11. But before we get to the Daily Dose of Back on Mondo Goal, and before we get to the news and notes, uh, it was brought to my attention that people find it weird that I somehow, in my apartment building, where it's a public building, when I go down to get my packages from the front desk, that I sometimes don't wear shoes. 
Is that weird? I'm in technically my own like home building. I will respond with, firstly, I thought you were going to say without pants. And I'm <laughs> glad to hear that was not the situation. <laughs> Secondly, I, I think of it more as I wouldn't do that as opposed to <laughs> I mind somebody else not doing or somebody else doing that. Do you wear socks or is yeah, it just barefoot? No, no socks. No, it's socks. Oh, so it's not fully barefoot. No. It's actually, well, what you said, it's without shoes. It's not. Um, I think you should just buy like a pair of slippers and that would make everybody feel better. <sighs> Including yourself. Slippers are wonderful. <laughs> it's a pro, <laughs> this is a pro slipper podcast. Yeah. All right. If you uh, if you actually listen to this podcast and want to suggest any kind of slipper suggestions, tweet at us at Sports by Gotti for me on Twitter and at Rotowire Andrew. I'm sure he's going to want to know all about my slipper choice. <laughs> so uh, let's go. Let's move on to the big news. Uh, DraftKings actually changed their soccer game. Why don't you tell us more about it? Yeah. So there had been kind of some rumblings about it because they sent out this survey uh, a few months back. I think it was kind of in line with them trying to get in um, as part of their UK. Um, expansion, which I believe they've been approved for their UK gambling license, but they're not uh, up and running yet. But they they were looking kind of just ways to change their game. And um, instead of keeping with their kind of uh, tra- you know, somewhat traditional um, soccer lineups, th- not only did they expand the rosters, uh, we now have to pick three defenders, three midfielders. We used to just do two of each. Um, and we also get a second uh, utility spot. So I think it's eleven. It's an 11-man roster, which amazingly lines up just how they line up in real soccer. Um, and the utility theoretically allows you to play, you know, either a 4-3-3 or 3-5-2 or, you know, whatever you want. Uh, and in addition to that, they added tackles one and passes intercepted as two stat categories. Um, the tackles are one point each and interceptions, which are available for any position, are uh, half a point. Fouls conceded as well, excuse me, uh, which wasn't uh, previously. They had fouls drawn, but now fouls conceded is you actually lose half a point, which I think is dumb. Like I hate, first off, I hate negative points, but like you can, like there are certainly things as like tactical fouls. It's not like just every single one of them is a dumb play. And so being like penalized for that, I think is kind of weak, but. Yeah, you could potentially get a minus 1.5 for those tactical fouls because oftentimes you get a yellow. yellow. Right, right. So, uh, and actually, were yellows, I don't think yellows were were negatives either uh, until now. Those are minus one. So, yeah, I mean, I'm all for more more stats. Um, But anyway. I like how all the negatives are, like when you looked at the the page, Mm -hmm. it's like they're in red text, but a a penalty kick miss, negative five, but in green. Bright green. Um, yeah, they also changed stat providers from Stats Inc. to Opta. Uh, Opta is pretty much the, you know, the top standard, I think, uh, in the industry. And they provide stats for like Mondo Goal and a few other sites. So uh, I don't know if there was an issue that they had specifically or maybe they wanted to expand the scoring and stats to, just doesn't cover all that stuff. But either way, um, you know, we're going to have stats on our site soon, um, which I think will help some people. And then... Uh, you know, there had always been this whole, you know, if people are citing crosses or something like that, and everyone's like, well, is that from stats or Opta? Because, 
you know, they're, they're not always the same. Those kind of, those kind of stats are real judgment calls. So, um, you know, you couldn't always rely fully on OptiStats for DraftKings because uh, they had a different provider, but they're the same now. And uh, it's definitely going to change things up. They, they didn't change the salary cap, so it's still $50,000 that uh, you now have to spend on 11 positions instead of eight. So we'll see a drastic uh, decrease in, in player prices. Uh, so everybody should be, you know, you're not you're not finding some like great value play out of nowhere. It's because they've dropped prices for everybody. Uh, we're taping this Thursday afternoon. They haven't even released the weekend Premier League uh, action yet. They have a two game MLS slate tonight, uh, the playoff games. So I think they're I'm guessing they're going to just see how it goes tonight, and hopefully it goes well enough that they can open up the Premier League stuff either late tonight or or Friday morning, so that we can actually start doing some research and how we can um, do these. The The other difficulty I found was when I was making my MLS lineups, sorry, I'm just like babbling here, but uh, they don't have any stats in there now. So like the, the game logs that they used to have are not there. So if you were going to use those to find out all your tackle and interception leaders, you're going to have to go somewhere else. That's that, that might be brutal that first weekend for a lot of players, but I like that uh, they're utilizing the uh, the little the little foam spray that they put down on the pitch. Uh, the same process for that. You 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 dummy the process out in the MLS. In MLS, yeah. And then you try it <laughs> elsewhere. I'm not sure they dummied in MLS. I believe MLS was the creator of it. They were a trailblazer in the industry. We'll go with that. All right, <laughs> but let's get to this week's action though. A uh, lot of good games. Uh, yeah. The first game actually is at 8.45 Eastern time because yeah. we do daylight savings and they do not this weekend. So Chelsea are at home against Liverpool. Uh, if you heard the midweek podcast, you know that I'm not thrilled with what's going on at Chelsea because they need to change and they refuse to. Whether that's the coach or the the strategy, they just they, yeah. I, I tweeted it last weekend. The only page in their playbook is Einstein's definition of insanity. <laughs> so all they do is the same thing over and over again and expect different results, and it's just silly. But did you hear you know, who, the, who the most recent rumored new manager is? Speaking uh, of Liverpool, no. Yep. No. Which is ridiculous. The Braj? <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> I can't think of a worse transition than that. For you know, a club you, of the you, know who's gonna, you know, it's going to be they're going to shock the world. And John Terry. Take, no, they're going to take advantage of their American, uh, you know, their American fan base and try to cater to them. Bradley. Bob, Bob Bradley. <laughs> I'm sure he's heading right to Chelsea. <laughs> Nothing like the top division in Norway to then take over Chelsea. It's a natural progression. Sure. Just look at Jamie Vardy. Yeah. All right. Oh. <laughs> Fantasy wise. Yeah. Um. I actually don't think there's a single reliable player in this game. Not 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 one that you can say, oh, he's you can pencil him in for X. I don't think that exists. Yeah, there are definitely two teams. Um, one that's in transition and one that needs to go through one. One is so, officially, one is unofficially. <laughs> right. Uh, well, I don't think Chelsea is unofficially in any sort of transition. As you said, they're doing the same thing over and over again. They need that transition. But yeah, uh, Christian Benteke... Uh, was held out of the midweek um, Capital One Cup match because of his knee. His it's apparently f uh, f um, you know bothering him lately, which flaring up is not good. That's definitely the term I was looking for. I don't know why it just wouldn't come out of my <laughs> mouth. It was weird. Anyway, uh, 
but it sounds like he will probably go, which is not good news for Chelsea because no, it's not because Divac they had trouble, with, Andy, has well, been they had trouble with Andy Carroll. Just imagine how yes. much trouble they're going to have with yeah Christian Benteke. Yep. So he'll be in. Firmino's fine. It sounds like he's you know going to start getting this regular start. Yeah, I'm not he didn't sure. realize that when you win man of the match, you get to keep the champagne. <laughs> the the uh... I'm serious. You think I'm joking? <laughs> what did he do? Just give it back? He tried to give it back. Like, no, it's yours. He goes, really? Oh, welcome to England. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, so he'll. It, it, I'm guessing he's going to start from now on, and that probably pushes Lalana to the bench, which he hasn't really been that great anyway. So uh, I'm guessing they're going to want their money back from Southampton, but everyone knows they've lost the receipt, so he's yeah. theirs now. But yeah, I... Well, Gaston Ramirez is available. No, I'm yeah, I don't know what... You're right, I, there's... You can't confidently play anybody on Chelsea. And the only reason why I consider Liverpool is because Chelsea have been so bad defensively that somebody should be able to score. I'm just yeah, not sure who yeah, it is. Yeah, you can't take any goal. You can't take either goalie because there's a lot of talent on the pitch. You can't take either defense. Well, you can probably be more comfortable with Liverpool's defense, especially Alberto Moreno, who's been good recently. But Yeah, you but... You don't even know which four are playing for Chelsea. I think we probably have an idea. I, mean, I think he's going to stick. Yeah, he'll keep Zuma right back and Espilicueta on the left and then Terry and Cahill. I think that's. Yeah, I think that's he's comfortable good, with that's that. That's a good idea for a team struggling eventually. Have yeah. half of your back four play out of position. Yeah, I think I think that's what he'll do. Yeah, of course he will. Yeah. All right. But, uh, you know, midfield and forwards wise, would you take Benteke first? I'm still. The, the knee bothers me a little bit. Probably not as much as it's bothering him, but I would probably. Um, would you take Costa first? That's that's who I was considering. All right. Um, I don't want to disregard my rankings, so I'm trying to see who I... I'm not sure I ranked either of them. No, you ranked... Uh, well, we thought Ben Teke was going to be hurt, so... Yeah, we didn't... Uh... Oh, yeah, I ranked... So I ranked Costa, and I thought Ben Teke was hurt, so I guess I have a little mulligan there, but... I, I, I would find them pretty equal, given Ben Teke's injury. If he was, like, fully fit, I don't think it'd be close. If both are fully fit, who who would you two? Would you I'd pick? take Benteke in this one if he was fully fit. Same, same. Yeah. Okay, so uh, not too much Just there, nuts. but uh, yeah. Well, you, you also have to find a game that has the early the early slot. Right. So, uh, let's go on to the 11 a.m. games Eastern time. Uh, first one is Crystal Palace at home against Manchester United. Both teams offensively looked completely inept last weekend. Yeah. Um. Crystal Palace, again, the question is the same. Who is going to start at striker? Nobody. Ugh, just gross. Just yeah. gross mismanagement of young talent. All it's, re- it, it's so strange. I, I really don't I don't get it because it's it's very Mourinho-esque that he they keep trying to play as some sort of, I don't even want to call it a false nine, but, I mean, that's basically what people call it, so... You know, that's, but it's not working. So I don't know why they don't try to find. Why don't you see what you have? <laughs> it's just, uh, it's weird. Yeah. All right. But Crystal Palace, like I, like I said last week, and I'll say it again this week, as long as they don't start a legitimate forward, Fraser Campbell does not count. Yeah. Uh, if they, if they start, if they do not start a legitimate forward, I trust nobody. Yeah. And to I'm, me, I'm... that means they're going to try to play defensively and not concede a goal. Yeah. There's a, a, a bunch of their guys too are kind of on an injury list, um, which we see a lot 
in mat, you know these weeks where there's Capital One Cup matches because they don't want to managers don't want to be like yeah I don't care about this one so I'm not going to play my best guys so they have to come up with kind of random issues so you know we will have notes on people like Yoan Kabai who has a knock or Punchin who's sick but those guys are going to play yeah. I think the I think the injury is to their emotions, and they are <laughs> sick and tired. Right. Uh, those those are those are the excuses for not playing midweek. Uh, didn't help Chelsea at all because they fielded a strong team and lost to Stoke, so it really doesn't matter. Well, Arsenal got blown off the field by Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. Well, so. <laughs> they also, that's actually an improvement over losing to MK Dons last season. <laughs> that was Manchester United. Not. Oh, not that's Arsenal. right. That's right. That's right. Come on now. Oh my God. Come on. Well, they lost too. Manchester United lost as well. Yes. So, you know, obviously the big clubs just don't care. But, it, I mean, Manchester United should have cared last weekend against City and just looked completely inept. And particularly Wayne Rooney, the only highlight was him getting staples in the head. Oh, man. And kept playing. Bravo, sir. Yeah. Real hockey. What could, what could possibly hockey. go wrong? Yeah, exactly. What could possibly go wrong there? They don't ever use their bare-skinned heads there. <laughs> um, and his is more bare way. than others. Yeah, whatever. It, he's a tough guy. Um, but he's not playing very well and you have to just because because of his name he'll be overpriced now right yeah he'll continue to be and they'll keep trotting him out I mean the the worst thing is that they really need to see what this team looks like without him and it's not like this is his like last year at United he's still going to be there for a while he's getting his testimonial but they need to see what Memphis can do and you know put him in there with Martial because those guys are the future of this club and just guard yeah, right. He looked good. Come on. I'm just saying he looked good. Yeah. I mean, James have, Wilson looks good, too, at some point. So. They have young talent is the point. Yes. Yeah, they do. But And Rooney is clogging it up. So. Even, you know, I think it was Iniesta, Xavi came out and said yeah. he's, uh, you know, Rooney's a Xavi. midfielder now. Yep. And like a holding midfielder, not like a, <laughs> which, you know, maybe that's not a terrible. I'm not sure he can really play that role. Can't the problem. Defend. No. But it just means that for fantasy purposes, you, 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 if he's in the lineup up front, you probably can't start any of them up front because Crystal Palace defensively have been pretty well organized this season. Yeah, they've been decent. Um, yeah, I would I would probably stay away from most of the United. Yeah, Pal- yeah Palace will let up uh, eleven goals in ten games. Yeah, Mata is the only one that I consistently, legitimately consider just because so much of that goes through him that it seems rare that. When they score, he's not involved at all. Yeah, so. yeah, and like a team that we always feel is you know really defensive minded, who is West Brom, they've given up eleven goals as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's it, the organization wise, they've really they've really done the job. So, yeah, for sure. You know, there's not going to be a. I don't think there'll be a ton of goals scored, maximum two. Yeah, I think that's right. So I don't think anybody should be shocked if this was literally just scoreless. No, I, I wouldn't be. versus ineptitude offensively. Yeah. Well, it's I think it might be Pardew playing not to lose, even at home. Uh, the great equalizer here is that Crystal Palace are at home, and that's a great home field. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, I mean, Crystal Palace they can they can emotionally get a goal. You know, they just they can be spurred on to get one. Uh, it's it, I just I don't see a dependable option of who's going to get it. And all that's the, the problem, midfield, yeah. midfield, all the midfielders to me are the same at this point. Yeah, they cut. They've actually allowed more goals uh, at home than on the road, but still it's only... Yeah, if you had to choose one of the midfielders, who would you choose on Crystal Palace? Actually, 
the whole the whole game, both uh, teams. Um, Mata. I I think Mata's upside is probably better than anybody else's, but given the given the situations, I might go with Kabai just because he pay, takes penalties and exactly what I was they thinking. Can say, you know, I'm I'm picturing Zaha drawing one on Phil Jones in the box. Yeah, because that's uh. You know, if we want to add our narrative of revenge game, that's it for Wilfred Zaha. Tossed he, aside by this club. and If he plays. Yeah. Uh, well, when they play six midfielders, then he can play. No, not necessarily. I think if they don't start a striker, then he's in the midfield. We'll find, We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Actually, what would be great is that they started him up front. That would be great. <laughs> but, I would consider playing him if I knew he was starting up front. Because yeah. they haven't tried that yet, really. Yeah, and he's the one who has the skills to do it and the right. pace to do it. Anyway, uh, you know, I don't want to get too far into it here, but in terms of defensive options, would you would you feel like uh, Wayne Hennessy might be a sneaky start or no? Speroni might come back. He's he was on the bench last week. I don't know if that if I don't know what the deal is there in terms of whether he's ready to play or not. But it's, it's, insert Crystal Palace goalkeeper. Yeah, I, th- I think they're are they better. A sneaky start. Are they a sneaky spot start here, or I think there are other options I'm more comfortable with that I wouldn't. I'm not starting any of those yeah. guys. Yeah, I'm not going to say that I would do it, but I was just yeah. just, just curiosity wise. Last time I went on the limb like that, I faced I put John Ruddy uh, giving yeah. up six goals. Yeah. So. You know, just throwing that out there. Manchester City are at home in the Etihad against Norwich, and this is the big mismatch of the weekend. Yep. Our rankings reflected it. I think someone decided not to put uh, uh, Wilfred Boney first for, in place of Jamie Vardy. I think that person was you. I put Boney fourth. That's a joke. <laughs> it's an absolute joke. I <laughs> explain yourself. It's more. I thought I put Vardy, uh, who is playing better than anybody in the league first. So I don't think that's, you know, playing at West Brom where we see them kind of hit or miss defensively and the way that Lester flies, I think he can score. I picked Harry Kane, who bagged a hat trick last week, home against Aston Villa. I think that one is just as strong. And I put Lukaku versus Sunderland. So it's not like I took, like, three guys that have been horrible. And I think those are the three guys that lead those attacks, whereas... Um, Man City can score five goals without Boney touching the ball. So that's why I put those guys ahead of Boney. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> but you got to like Kevin De Bruyne, though, correct? Yeah, De Bruyne is my, I think that's a top play of the entire weekend at any position. Yeah. I, I He's been awesome. Foresh- I mean, my gosh. I, yeah, I think, foresh- I think foreshadowing, you might see him in our daily dose later uh, <laughs> later, in the, later in the show. It's kind of crazy it- how good He's been versus Sterling, who I think got, it wasn't double, but it was like, you know, wasn't Sterling, I mean, wasn't uh, De Bruyne like, like around 30 million pounds? No, way more. Was he? For like, for, uh, he was like 49, wasn't he? No, Sterling was. I didn't think De Bruyne was that I thought high. De Bruyne was even more. I thought De Bruyne was like, 50, I think it was like 54 or 56. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe I had that wrong. Either way, he's been significantly better than Sterling. <laughs> so, fifty-four, if, fifty-four million. Oh, pounds. okay. So if they got, you know, if Sterling is a total bust, then De Bruyne's been worth every penny of that fifty-four. So, um, yeah, that's why De Bruyne is kind of the reason why I don't have Boney number one because he can score on his own. There's also talk that David Silva could be back, 
my guess is is that he doesn't start just because they probably don't need him against Norwich, so they can kind of trot him out late and then have him start in the uh, Champions League next week because the Champions League starts back up again next week. And they yep. play Sevilla in Spain. An important one. Yes, big one for them. All right. So that's why we, we the, the news of Silva coming back came out basically after we posted rankings, which is why he's not, nobody ever, nobody ranked him. But even if we knew he was fit, I'd, I'd struggle to see him play enough to, to make that really pay off. Yeah. The last time I said that about a Manchester City guy, Aguero scored five goals in 60 minutes, though. It's true. <laughs> it was actually more like 30. But Yeah. <laughs> But uh, Norwich, on the other hand, would you start a guy like Nathan Redmond or the uh, the surging uh, Jumercy Bokani? Is that how you say his first name? Nope. Oh. I have no idea. <laughs> guess. You should have just like coughed while you said it. Um, I'm not. You can't comfortably start either of the, those guys. That's how I would put it. I, they won't be in any of my lineups. Bokani is like an interesting one because he may get a few shots off, but Redmond. Uh, I don't know. They may they may bench him for defensive purposes. They cause, might because you know they do that, which is ridiculous. Just ridiculous, exactly. But you know you can't like anybody on Norwich. Which you would you would, you would start Joe Hart and Kolarov, correct? Yes, I would probably start any of the any of you them. Yeah. Kolarov or you know now that DraftKings is doing clearances and tackles, you can consider all the center backs too. Yeah, not really. Uh, I'd like to discuss that one before our daily dose. Stay tuned for that. Yeah. Newcastle at home against Stoke in what will be a snore fest. Yes. Now, I, I think there's value here, though. I agree. Um, now, are you going to go head to head on this value? You're going to take Stoke again? No. <laughs> I was hoping you would. I know. Uh, I was hoping. Lesson you... learned. Yes, exactly. I, I, I actually think Newcastle have a good bounce back effort here. Yes, I do too. I think uh, you could comfortably um, play Mitrovic, Wijnaldum, Jan Mott. Elliot has been serviceable. I'm not sure Sorry. he makes me think. You know, I'm not sure I would have been any more confident with Tim Kroll. So we kind of always say that goalies are kind of they're know, interchangeable. Yeah, you might as well take a team goalie. So Elliot, I think, is a decent call this week. Especially with the pricing on the Stoke side, would you consider anybody there? If you actually, I don't even know who's going to play for Stoke. I mean, Boyan is an interesting choice. Yep, uh, a lot of people ranked him. I think he's he's got the most upside of anyone on that team. Uh, that being said, it's not high enough for me to take yeah. him against I mean, Newcastle. Which is crazy. He, he, he Apple, where did he go? Yep. Jordan uh, Shakiri, where's he been? Yeah, Shakiri has been playing exactly how. I thought he would play. Yeah. Uh, I think Mami Diouf may, I think he started the midweek, so he, he may come back. Arnautovic has been pretty good. I'll give him some credit he, there. And he takes the penalties. Uh, yep. And Ryan Shawcross is back. Yes, he is. No pun intended, so that's an option. But uh, I think Newcastle at home are, are good two enough. Goals, two goals over under. Uh. I'm going to say that's the number. I think Newcastle wins 2 nothing. Fair enough. Uh, I actually think it's 1-0 Newcastle. Okay. On a late one. Okay. By some guy who's not fantasy relevant. Right. Check Teote. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but with tackles and interceptions, he may be relevant now. Maybe. 
but he'll be negated by yellow cards and red cards. And right. <laughs> okay. Uh, Swansea at home against Arsenal. This will be an interesting game. Yeah. Uh, this is one of the more interesting 11 o'clock slated games here. Uh, you know, Andre Ayu got off the schneid last week. Uh, he was in a little bit of a slump. Uh, Timmy Gomi continues to be in his. Uh, and, and for Arsenal, it uh, looks like Giroud's going to start up front again. So, you know, against an organized Swansea side at home, do you feel that there's value here, even for Giroud? Yeah, I think, yes. I do think that the issue they have is, uh, so Ramsey went down last week or two weeks ago. Oxlade-Chamberlain came in for him. Oxlade-Chamberlain got hurt in the midweek. Walcott came on for him, and then Walcott got hurt. So they went from having a very fit midfield to now likely starting Matthew Flamini, uh, which is... Where's Jack Wilshire, by the way? Uh, he uh, has a broken fibula yeah, right good. by his ankle. I think that's, he's... That's about right for yeah. him. Yep. Um, my guess is he'll... I think he's supposed to be back in like January. So they're going to put Flamini on the right? They wouldn't put they, they wouldn't put no, 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 no. on the right. That I think that's what they'll do. I think they'll move Kazorla next to Coquelin. Yes, uh, which is not a that's like he's fine, but they obviously like he's fourth in that spot. <laughs> like he's playing now because three much better players are. Yeah, Kazorla is going to be asked to do a lot of things. He's not going to be very comfortable doing depending on which side he's on, either playing the powerful and speed and well, not too incredibly speedy, but powerful Andre Ayu on one side or they have Jefferson Montero. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. I mean, they, I had read somewhere, I forget where it was that they thought maybe Kieran Gibbs would get a start on the wing as a midfielder. But um, strangely, Arsene Wenger doesn't like to play guys out of position that much. Yeah, because they don't play as well. Right. So I would be surprised if he did. Again. I mean, in that instance, he's one hundred percent correct. Yeah, Gibbs is like a decent attacking defender, but he's he's a defender. He's not like this attacking midfielder. So he doesn't have the stamina to do. Right. And so they're they're much better off moving Kazorla up because he can he can play that role. Yes. So but yeah, I, mean, I I think I think there are goals in this one, and I think you you're fine playing any of the Arsenal options, attacking options. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's probably going to be Giroud, and I think there is value there to be had. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an organized side in Swansea, but they've conceded goals in every uh, in almost every game. Lucas yeah. Fabianski, who's been one of the raised, who, who was touted one of the top goalkeepers coming into the season, just doesn't have doesn't have the stats. Yeah, they're better at home. I'll give them that. But yeah, but they're better still. offensively at home, not yeah. defensively. No, they're so, better defensively at home. They're not great. Well, they're decent. Decent, not great. Yeah, I mean the one goal rule, like to not give like a negative for one goal that was made for Lucas Fabianski because he gives up a goal a game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, I could see that. Arsenal shutting them out, but I'm not confident enough to start check or you know to overpay for. Yeah, I, I think I think it's only the, the 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 top of the line stars. So you're talking like Olivier Giroud or maybe Andre Ayew for a midfielder. Uh, I think the linchpin of the whole Arsenal offense is Mesut Ozil, who we haven't really talked about. Yep. But the league leader in assists, uh, I, I think Arsenal offensively will go as he goes. He's going to be so vitally important. Yep, I agree. One of the guys that, and I'll make, I'll follow up on this point later, but uh, Nacho Monreal is one of 14 players in the league with double-digit crosses, interceptions, tackles, and fouls drawn. 
fouls drawn or fouls conceded? Drawn. Interesting. Did not know that. That's a yeah. very good stat. All right, and that'll probably play very well for DraftKings stuff when you're talking about the new lineup. So uh, I wonder what Hill's price will be. That's yeah. So I'd like to get back to that point though, because obviously that's 14 is not a small number, but it's not, um, you know, it's not humongous. So that these are guys that you should it's, focus yeah, on. It's it's small. It's it's a it's size enough where it puts them in a, in a class. Yeah, it's a good. Especially it's a good. Probably f- not the name that you think of. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And there are some other guys on this list that. So it's basically a solid fantasy floor with the new DraftKings scoring system. Sounds good. All right, let's we'll get to that list, and while and since you have that list, just just group it by position, and we'll talk about it. But we'll move on to Watford at home against West Ham. Yes. Uh, Odion Igalo, the basically if he's on the pitch and Watford scores a goal, he's a part of it. Yes. And West Ham. Who knows? I mean, and Dimitri Paye, he's probably going to be part of it too on the West Ham side. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, especially at Watford, uh, Julio Gomez is uh, one of the top-ranked goalkeepers now in bo- in almost all formats. Uh, w- would you consider starting Paye in this situation Con- against a very organized Watford side? I would, absolutely, because we've seen how good West Ham are on the road. Um. 12 goals in five games on the road is pretty good. They've, they've never lost the four wins on the road. Like that is a road team somehow. Um, and so, yeah, I would definitely feel comfortable with Pae. I may take his other side to uh, save a little salary, but yeah, I have no problem going with West Ham here. I don't have the uh, gut feeling that you had on Watford last <laughs> week that paid off so well. Well, you know, it's, it's to be fair. Watford last weekend, I mean, they could have scored more. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were they were hitting the crossbar like yep. Ronaldinho in those Nike Golden <laughs> commercials. It was you, almost that nausea. <laughs> do you know how many goals they've scored in their five home games this year? Uh, it's got to be something like two. Not many. Habit. <laughs> and then you... One? You one goal in five games at home. Yeah. They, 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 they don't... Uh, Seven they're, on a team, the they're a team that's built to... to to avoid relegation, not to yeah. not to try to get to any kind of position. Yeah. But yeah, I have no problem. I, I'm I'm actually gonna stay away from, from Watford in this one, but I'll definitely have some West Ham guys in my lineup. Sounds good. Uh, another team you'll probably have some people in your lineup is Leicester who travel to West Brom, as we mentioned before, it's at the Hawthorns. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the prime this is this is a prime time game. Yep. Tony Pulis to be like, oh, shutting him down. Yep. <laughs> you know, it's just, oh, you think you have a one? You you think you're the next big thing on offense? I don't think so. Not in my house. Uh, it, you know, if you're chasing a narrative, that, that would be the one that I would just throw out there. But um, the only reason why I don't buy into it completely is because um, Leicester are clearly vulnerable to to score against. So the idea that West Brom has to shut it down because they can't score on Leicester doesn't exist. Yeah. So that's why I'm I'm just as confident in Leicester being able to score on, against West Brom. I don't think this is a West Brom side that has to prove that they can shut Leicester down because they know that they can score on them. Yeah, I think that both teams will score. Yeah. Uh, I think they're a goal. I think this might be one of the higher scoring games of the weekend out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, yeah. yeah. Which is so. no longer now, nowhere. Well, you know, so now that I've said it, it's going to retreat back into the yeah zero zero, not a single shot on from it. whence it came. Yeah, <laughs> so it's yeah exactly not a single shot on target exactly. 
Uh, it's, you know, I, I, I mean, West Brown, I think this game is going to be more open than people think, especially if someone gets an early goal. Yep. I, I think, think that's, well, I, I mean, certainly if West Brom gets it, because you know, Lester likes to play from behind. So, yep. Yep. I do. Uh, but you know, you gotta like your Jamie Vardy, you gotta like your Riyad Mahrez. Uh, you know, would you go with like a Rondon or a Barahino at all? Yeah, or... I would definitely consider it for yeah. sure. Yeah. So, uh, offensive options, ahoy, but not so much the defensive ones. Yeah, I would st- like stay away from him, definitely. Uh, that's a... If he counts as a defender. Yeah. Uh, probably not. All probably right. not. I think we're... The one thing that we're going to notice, uh, at least in the new DraftKings scoring, is how much the new uh, defensive stats kind of... I don't want to say cancel out clean sheets, but kind of make them not as important. Like if you can find a guy who gets five tackles but gives up one or two goals, is that worth? Is that worth it? And so we won't necessarily focus as much on clean sheets. And if that's the case, then a guy like Schlupp does make sense because Lester's not going to shut anybody out, even though they just did. But that was the first of the season, so you know, is is Schlupp's three crosses, one shot, hopefully on target, five tackles, and two interceptions worth not getting your five points of a clean sheet? Like it does, right? So, well, it depends on how many goals you let up because each goal is—it's not only the minus five for the clean sheet; it's the negative as well, going further back. I think it's uh, what is it—a goal per, a goal per point? You know, you let up one goal, you get. I think it's no. I think it's only one goal allowed. You get points for, and then after that, it's just nothing. At least on DraftKings, Mondolo, you get blasted. Yeah, it's a big swing. Is my point. Yep. So it's it's not just the lack of the five points; it's the fact that you'll start going backwards even more. Yeah, you will on Mondo goal on, on DraftKings. There's a, you know, there's basically a floor there where you don't you don't lose points at least from a defender point of view. I mean, it's yeah. basically like Trippier last year. Yeah, we oh, were willing, was fantastic. Yeah, we were willing to take the crosses and give up on the clean sheet because he yeah. did it enough. Yeah, someone like Mark Albrighton may have some more value now too. Yeah, somebody made a great point about Albrighton. I forget who it was, and I apologize. It was on Twitter that uh, all Brighton's uh, crosses really come when they're behind. And they obviously have been playing that way, but like in a one-sided match, like Leicester versus Norwich, let's say, he's not necessarily going to cross as much because they're not you know, trying to get back in a game. Um, that's something that probably needs a little more research, but it was an interesting observation that... They need to fall behind for Albrighton to really pick up his crosses. And again, I apologize for whoever uh, said that on Twitter to me, and I forgot. Yeah, well, a team that also likes to fall behind is Sunderland, and they'll be going to (laughs) Everton. Uh, Big Sam really hasn't done too much with Sunderland yet, but it's early still for his reign over in the Northeast. Had a clean sheet Uh, last weekend. Yeah, well, it's a lot. Well, and they also play Newcastle. (laughs) They've also played Newcastle. There was a. I, I wish we had mentioned this last week because I'd read it and forgot to bring it up but uh, there was an article basically saying that Big Sam like totally understood the the uh, greatness of that match well that he derby. managed the other side of it right he's managed Newcastle right so he understood what that game meant whereas McLaren you know probably just looked at it as a derby and like those are big but like I don't think he fully like appreciated that and he probably thought it was like the Knicks versus the Nets. Right. They're not very good, but right. you know, it's we're both local. Right. And it's not how it, that's not how it local, is. Not. Yeah. And Big Sam knows that and was able to motivate his guys enough that I mean they they blasted them. 
Yeah, they did. But I don't think they'll be able to do that to Everson, especially at Goodison. So, yeah. uh, you know, you like Romelu Lukaku, someone like Ross Barkley make your interest list? Uh, yeah, but I, I tend to focus mostly on on Lukaku well, because, I mean, well, Barkley has the, been awesome. But um, What about the wee baby Seamus Coleman? He's just been – I'm actually starting to look more at Brendan Galloway than I am at, at Coleman. Galloway seems to at least be a little more aggressive uh, getting up and sending in crosses, and you're paying such a premium for Coleman on a lot of sites because he has this record of of scoring, but it's just not there anymore. Yeah, I think with the, uh, you know, especially if you read the rumors of surrounding Everton as who they're looking at, they're looking at young talent at both right and left back. Yeah. So it, it looks like Leighton Baines and Seamus Coleman are not long for Everton if you read the tea leaves. Yeah. Coleman's not even that, like they should be able to get something for Coleman. Yeah. They, they I, like I said at the beginning of the season, they waited too long. Yeah. Waited way too long on Baines. Yeah. And now, that, now there's going to be Wayne Rooney. Yeah. They well, have to play well, him when well, he's fit. Well, go to the MLS. Yeah. <laughs> or sorry, and MLS. Uh, we'll go. We'll move on here to uh, Southampton at home against Bournemouth. One of the most interesting games of the weekend because it's the first South Coast derby in the Premier League in a very long time. Uh, two teams from the uh, the South Coast of England. So you're looking back to the days when teams like uh, Pompey or teams like uh, there's well, Portsmouth were. Mm-hmm big in the premier league and it's been it's been a long time so but southampton at home against burnmouth the first time burnmouth wants to travel forever to get to a stadium uh it, you gotta love southampton here sadio mana graziano pele uh cedric dusan Tadic. you gotta start all of them right yep and i'm but saying these are, yeah but uh, actually with the everton sunderling we've actually crossed into the the uh the the, the sunday slate here so yeah, yeah i uh I'm all in on on Southampton. So, you Richie's the only one I would consider on the flip side. He um he's also one of those double digit category guys. Yeah. So, Defensively, Virgil Van Dyke is the guy that I would target actually for. He's South. awesome for them. He's a he's a dual threat. He can score too on set pieces. Yep, yep, and he has. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I still, and I mean, Berman, Cedric. Berman I think give is still, up set piece goals. Yeah, Cedric's still the top play. I think. Oh. I don't think it, I don't think it's especially on DraftKings scoring now with those interceptions and tackles. I'm not sure if that's necessarily the case. Okay. Uh, I actually think you know what I say. Virgil Van Dyke scores more points than Cedric this weekend. Okay. No chance, but okay. Okay. We'll have to remember that on Tuesday yeah. or Monday whenever we do the next one. Yeah, sure. That'll be that'll be my going out on a limb suggestion this okay. week. We'll see how we'll see. Like y'all watch Virgil Van Dyke be ruled out for the game before <laughs> <laughs> hurting warmups. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, Virgil Van Dyke parenthetical voodoo out for right. <laughs> anyway, how about this? Uh, if he's ruled out, I'll let you have Maya Yoshida instead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll take Jose Font. Instead, okay. But oh, okay. Okay. I pre- I appreciate the the sense of the generosity. Yeah. Yeah, that was really generous of you. <laughs> All right, a generous matchup to fight to round out the slate here. So the Spurs at home against Aston Villa. If you're playing one of those, you know, Sunday Monday slates, this mm-hmm. is the Monday game. Uh, you got to think a lot of players from Spurs are going to be a part of it. Yeah, well, all of them probably. Yeah, well, Spurs are one of three teams. Uh, they're the joint top defensive team in terms of goals allowed. Them, uh, Manchester United and Arsenal, I believe. Oh, so sorry, Manchester City and Arsenal. Yeah are the only teams to let up uh, eight goals. Yeah, I 
Which is not like I just. Oh, sorry. It's both. It's Manchester United and Manchester. Yeah. Both sides of Manchester. Yeah. The. It really bothered. Well, that's interesting. United City, Arsenal, and Spurs. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I still whatever they do, I still cannot trust Tottenham's defense. It's not biased at all. Um, there's no no real bias there. It's just that I've been. It's more that I've been like burned so many times by these specific players that I struggle to trust them, and so. I will do my best to try to find defensive options from Everton and Southampton before I go to Spurs. Yeah. I would consider Eric Dyer because he's probably not going to be too expensive. Uh, yep. I'll note that Kyle Walker is in this double digit list as well. So he's one I guess is worth considering. Well, uh, before we get to that list, uh, Harry, I mean, would you, would you, would you venture Harry Kane? Yeah. I think he'll score like eight or nine goals again. Yeah. <laughs> No, I think he's. It's a perfect matchup. So yes, I I ranked him. You were telling me how I was crazy not to put Boney first. I put Harry Kane ahead of him. So. Yep. Good luck with that. Uh, Aston Villa <laughs> side, you got to start nobody, correct? Yeah, you'd be. You have to. Sorry, you have to continue to start nobody. Yeah. I. Yep. I agree. Yep. That's a team that could use some, uh, some, <laughs> some Norwegian management style. Yeah, <laughs> some tip the league in. Not happening. Seriously, you don't think Bradley could go to Aston Villa? I don't think he will. I think he certainly could. Um, well, when was the last time England reached out for the U.S. to help? You know, like the royal, the royal team of England reaching right. out to a U.S. You know, it's, it, you know, it's only the fact they're owned by also a U.S. ownership contingency. That happened with Sunderland too, and he didn't even get called. Yeah. My cat is calling for right. Anyway, my cat, yeah, my cat is definitely saying uh, Bradley, Bradley to Aston Villa. Okay, she's, she's insisting. Okay, so listen up. Then it's done. Exactly. I think the uh, I think the the heir to the throne also may have something to say about it too. Yeah. All right, but uh, with that note, uh, let's get to that list of fourteen. We've been teasing it all show. Yeah. So, uh, are there any? Def- so, I'm assuming there's going to be a bunch of defenders on this list, correct? These are the list of uh, the list of uh, people. There's fourteen. That have uh, what stats, Andrew? It's double-digit fouls drawn or suffered, however you define it. Crosses from open play, interceptions, and tackles, which are four stats that DraftKings uses in addition to... Do they all score one point? um, I think tackles are half a point, or one of the tackles or interceptions is a half a point. Um, The reason why I, I wanted to look at this list is because the immediate response when you look at tackles and interceptions is okay now I can focus it's the idea is to bring center backs and defensive midfielders into the realm of possibilities because traditionally we would you know you'd never think about taking Nemanja Matic or uh, Francis Coquelin guys like that so actually there's a there's a name that I think is going to be on the midfield list that I think is going to be much more valuable now but okay well well that's fair the the way that I looked at it was not so much that as which of the guys that we have already been playing like you know which essentially uh fullbacks and attacking midfielders also get these defensive stats that kind of elevate them yeah, to another I think, level. I think the people this elevates most of the people that we've already been playing those are left backs and right backs so that's why I'd like to start with the defenders and see what see what see what the list is okay I'll just blast through it because yep. 
but it's is it mostly defenders or is it the it's uh, of the 14 it's 10 defenders and four midfielders all right give, give me give me the 10 let's start with the defenders let's go with uh, let's do the like f- five defenders at a time okay uh eric peters okay kyle walker Still from tottenham yeah nacho monreal who we so, mentioned earlier we talked about yeah alan niam or niam however yep who's a big crosser and your boy jeff schlupp yeah so niam niam i believe is going to be a guy who Really takes enough tick here. Yep, he uh, certainly could. And Schlupp, I mean, Schlupp. I think Schlupp's considered a midfielder. If he's a midfielder, yeah, he's a midfielder somewhere. So, um, yeah, so if not, then it's five and nine. Yeah, but I mean, Nacho Monreal is someone who you know you have to pay a price for because he's on Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle Walker, you tend to have to pay somewhat of a price, not as much as Nacho Monreal, but that's definitely something to keep in mind for Kyle Walker. Well, I think a lot of people always look at Bellerin before Monreal. They and do. So but, this may may put. But what I'm saying is, you still have to pay a price. You still sure. have to pay a decent price for it. Yep. Yep. Okay. All right. The next five were four guys that we. Yeah, I think really have, like Yam now. It's uh, Jordan Amavi, mm-hmm. Matteo Darmian, Nathaniel Klein, Kyle Naughton, and Masadio Haidara. Ooh, Haidara. Yeah. That's that, that's the name on the list that people aren't going to Yes. People are going to associate Daryl Yanmont before they would Haidara. Yeah, the only different difficulty is that I think Paul Dumit has taken that job. Yeah, Dumit. Yeah. Dumit, whatever. That sounds horrible if it is Dumit. Yep, um, it is Dumit. That's a bummer. Indeed. So he I think he has that job. He's also hurt all the time though. So That's true. Um yeah, Haidara if he starts will catch my attention. Yeah, uh, you, you have to see, you have to think like, you have to think that if Haidara's uh, on the lineup on DraftKings now, you're probably that's a that's a guy, especially if you're in a tournament style where it's a lot of entries, you're not going to see his name a lot. Yeah, probably not. So, so the midfielders, if we're going to count Schlepp there, the other ones are. This, this is like some A plus advice we're giving now. This is longer, <laughs> just absolutely opinion laden uh, advice here. We have facts every so often. Yeah. Um, Mark Albrighton is one. Jason Punchin, yep. Matt Ritchie, okay, and Aaron Ramsey. Ooh, those are the, the, the guy who I was interested in is is not on this list, and I'm a little surprised. Who's the guy that you? Uh, Chico Coyate. Uh, I don't think he crosses enough. Yeah, that's probably. In fact, the one. that's exactly the stat that he is short on. Yeah, Chico Coyate is. He fills up a stat sheet. Yep. If you look at all of his numbers, especially because he scores. Yep. The. Um, the one that I found interesting the most is Yoan Kabai leads the league or co-leads the league in tackles and is second in interceptions. Yeah. It's the Mile Jednak role of last season. <laughs> sure. Think about it. Mile Jednak was yeah. leading, the, leading the league in interceptions and tackles yeah. and scoring free kickoffs. He had a humongous goals. lead for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Was, so, and then he got hurt. Yeah. That was I tough. think Kabai... Because he takes a decent number of shots, he play, takes penalties. Um, I think yeah, he's another one that could really benefit yeah, I think, from this yeah, new scoring. He, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna vault up the the scoring sheet. They're gonna yeah. have three legitimate midfielders now. Right. You know, you have Sacco, you have Balassi, and uh, and now well, Punchin, Punchin, and Punch, and well, Punchin yeah. too can fill up the sheet. I would put yeah. Punchin and Kabaya ahead of Sacco and Balassi for sure. Yeah, knowing it, this now. Well, yeah, and I, I actually think, like I said, the midfielder who I have my eye on is Chico Coyote. Yeah. Because he, he, he will definitely do the defensive work, and he can also chip in on set-piece goals. Yeah. And he does more defensive work than most center backs do. So if you want to think, you know, it's not it's not just he gets some, he gets a lot. Yep. Yep. 
All right. But let's go to our – well, let's, let's turn our attention away from Mondogol. Let's get to our daily dose and we'll go – oh, sorry. Turn our attention away from DraftKings and it's go to Mondogol for our daily dose. Yep. All right. I'm assuming you went 3-4-3 as always. Uh, I was very, very tempted to go 3-5-2 and I couldn't get myself to do it. I almost did actually. You know, now that you say it, I started with a three four three, switched to three five two, and then went back to three four three. I thought you were gonna say something or four four two. No, no, definitely not. <laughs> if I could do two, <laughs> if I could do two six two, I would. Do <laughs> All right, uh, but uh, I'll start off because uh, yeah. I always have you start off. Uh, so I started with Rob Elliott in goal at four point four million because mm-hmm. he's the cheapest starter, yep. and I think the matchup is good. Uh, Daryl Yanmot at 6.2. I'm sure we're both going to agree on both of those two guys. I uh, also paid the money for Aaron Cresswell at 7.3. And Scott Dan to round it off at hmm. 6.5. I have no idea why I picked Scott Dan. I just have a funny feeling. Um, I just wanted to pick somebody I knew you weren't going to pick. Yeah, that certainly worked. Um, <laughs> we'll, I'll also say that we're doing the late start because that's where the uh, $1,000 guaranteed one is. So. Uh, yeah, so I went Elliott, I went Jan Mott. I did not take Cresswell. I took the guy who's outscoring him, Carl Jenkinson. And I paid 6-6 six, six for Vincent Company because I'd like just some cheap exposure to that Man City defense oh, home against I'm Norwich. Prob- I'm probably going to steal that. I'm going to because <laughs> I have money left over and uh, the one million jump from Scott Dan to... Uh, Company, uh, yeah. company is a good one. Yeah, I think I, it's worth much more than a hundred. Yeah, um, Nicholas Otamendi is at nine seven, which is out, outrageous, and Kolarov is at eight nine. So yeah, company at six six. I'll I'll happily take that. Um, in midfield, I have another West Ham guy playing on the opposite side of the one you may have chosen. I took uh, Victor Moses at eight point two. I paid eleven one for Riyad Mahrez. 11-4 for Jorginho Wijnaldum, and 15-1 for KDB. I have three of those four, yep. and the, and you nailed it. I have Dimitri Payet <laughs> at 14.1. Yep. I paid big for... Yeah, that's a lot of midfielders. midfield. A lot of midfield. So that's uh, 15 plus 11 is 26, plus 11 is 37, plus 14 is 51. That's over, that's over half the budget yeah. on midfield. I'll note after the whole talk of that 14, Nacho Monreal is the highest priced defender on the, <laughs> on Mondo. So a lot of it, a lot of the scoring that we're talking about changing the DraftKings is now almost falling in line with Mondo goal in terms of just having more than, you know, just like crosses. They have obviously a few more, but they have interceptions, they have tackles. So, um, you know, if you're, if, if you're comfortable playing on Mondo goal, you're going to get comfortable playing on DraftKings pretty quickly. Yeah. It's a new world out there, mm-hmm. but who? Um, uh, but who are your front three? I took your top play of the weekend at forward, Wilfred Boney at eight point three. Uh, he's paid nine seven for Jamie Vardy, and then eleven four for Alexis Sanchez. I had sure. to have some Arsenal exposure, and I went with him. So I have Arsenal exposure as well, but with Olivier Giroud yeah. at eight point six. Oh, I took price. Jamie Vardy as well at nine point seven. And I had to drop down because I spent so much money in midfield. I went Solomon Rondon mm. at 5.3. Oh, that's so, a great price. It's a good price. It's a good price. And, uh, you know, I still have 200 left over, so I I could go to Boney from Giroud. Yeah, I have a million and a half left, but it's not – it doesn't get me enough. To... You're in that dead zone. Yeah, it's – yeah, that's exactly what it is. I can – 
There yeah. is on Mondal Gold. There is certainly a dead zone. Like there's, yep. you have to if you don't save enough in certain positions, you will be stuck in a dead zone where your increase in, in, in money won't give you someone who necessarily plays or has good value. So you, yeah, have I mean, we, avoid, you have to avoid that zone. Yeah, we've. I mean, we've talked that you don't have to spend all of your money, but no. uh, and and frankly, like that Mondo goal is where you would do it um, because, like you said, we, they have a, a very good number of you can call them cheap or mispriced, however you like. Rondon shouldn't be five point three million. No, nope. um, and we've seen that um, Dusan Tadic and Graziano Pele are really cheap usually. Um, and Diego Costa has been dirt cheap for a long time. Uh, they're yeah. obviously not in this slate, but yeah, Barahino, by the way, is two million more than Ron. Yeah, the, my million and a half. The only place where I would consider doing it is at uh, goalkeeper, because I'm basically depend. I've got three Newcastle guys in my lineup, which just doesn't feel I, right. I do too. <laughs> yeah. Look, when the matchup's there, the matchup yeah. is there. Yep. You learned your lesson on Stoke the yeah. first time. Yeah. And that, but you know what that means? Stokes gonna win four nothing. Oh, at least four. With like a with like a John Walters hat trick. Oh, it'll be Shakiri because I keep no, crapping no. on him. It'll be Jonathan Walters because no one's talking about anything Stokes. <laughs> and when that happens, Jonathan Walters reminds you that he is a thing. Yeah. No Peter Crouch off the bench. Maybe the Walters hat trick and uh, Crouch will score yeah, one maybe, in, maybe the, Crouch, in the ninetieth. Off the bench. Yeah. yeah. Or, or you know what? God, Brian Shawcross just just because he's back. Just because welcome back. No pun intended. <laughs> small pun intended. Yeah, small pun intended indeed. <laughs> All right. On that funny note, we will end uh, end this episode of the Road to Wire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. Andrew, thank you so much for joining as always. We will catch you when I start ranting about how Chelsea lose to Liverpool next week. Oh, gosh. Good luck. <laughs> yes, especially Chelsea. <laughs> they need it the most. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.